and welcome to the Talking Heads podcast with Lucy and Saul, two head gardeners in Essex and Devon. In light of the coronavirus crisis we are living in and the drastic changes in horticulture happening up and down the UK, we both realised that bringing a regular glimpse into the gardens we look after might bring a little joy and interest. So for the foreseeable future, Talking Heads will now be a shorter podcast where Lucy and I bring you snippets of our daily lives in our gardens as spring unfurls. We'll also bring you news of gardens and gardeners, nurseries and nursery folk throughout the UK. So sit back, take a few minutes out of your day and tune into a small dose of our gardening lives. Wow, so um, I'm in a way quite glad to get to the end of the week. Friday, I'm sat in my lounge now with the dog and the cat beside me and Ian's in the kitchen doing the washing up, so that's quite handy. Um, but, <laughs> but, Good lad. Yeah, he's very well trained, my husband. Um, but I, I would actually just like to talk about a few positives that have happened to me this week because obviously there's been a few limitations to our lives and I would like to focus on the silver lining um, because that's the kind of thing I do. And um, I've had a chat with a couple of lovely people in our village this week. I'm I'm in um, looking after our, our um, particular road that we live in in Fingering Ho. We've got a, been allocated a road each to kind of monitor and keep uh, an eye on. And there's been a couple of people who are living on their own who I've had a lovely chat with and just um, got to know. And I wouldn't have known them um, otherwise. So that's really nice. That's been that's been good. And we've just had a you know a, a nice little bit of um, a conversation about. Lots of things made each other feel a bit, maybe a bit better about, you know, the situation and feel a bit more reassured. And I've also um, been trying to think about what we can do as opposed to what we can't, because there was a lot of what you can't do this week, which we've all become yes, f- lots of restrictions. familiar with yeah. and learning a new language as we go along about all these these um, terms. And um, I think we'll talk about it in another po- another podcast, but I do think that gardening can do a lot of good when it comes to fundraising, to um, mental health, all that kind of stuff. So I've got some ideas there that we're going to discuss in another podcast, aren't we? So so all is okay. It'll be a nice idea. And, you know, you're right. I think at the start of the week, it was quite... It was fairly negative, fairly shocking start to the week. But actually, as the week's gone on, I've started to focus on spring itself. And it's drying up. It's looking really nice outside. Blossoms are coming. I think next week for us at Stonelands is going to be the crescendo because the cherries are just uh, just a smidge off what I would call... I think the Japanese have a term for it, but it's the perfect blossom. Beautiful. So I think next week will be perfect blossom time oh. and that'll coincide with the magnolias and i think i might just have a just a little walk through the <laughs> garden next week on monday morning and just remind myself why i'm a gardener and, and why i'm at stonelands because you know the garden is is a beautiful place and it, it can be it can even though you're on your own and you might feel isolated it can be a place of solace and thoughts and it can really bring you a sense of um, joyfulness when things are just going slightly pear shaped. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it grounds you again, doesn't it? We've we've been um, we've been sowing the wildflower meadow and getting the ground ready for that this week. So we've been rotating the plot, and then yesterday Ian and I sowed it um, and uh, raked it over and got it all settled in. And um, it was a lovely few hours. The birds were singing. The sun even peeped through for for a very very brief moment. It was it was. It was really nice, and we could, we we were in a kind of valley where the hall is, and uh, we could hear the cows, uh, the sheep, um, the odd quad bike here and there, and 
yeah, it was it was really really pleasant. So um, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it just makes you kind of like you say, it just settles. I think we just need something to ground us yeah. to settle us, and that is uh, definitely what gardening can offer. So uh, thank goodness for gardening is all I can say. Um, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now I said in our last. Uh, 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 of these new format podcasts we're doing that we were going to have a little chat about our veg gardens yes because i know uh, people who know lucy know that she is the uh the goddess of veg and <laughs> and, and i must say i'm six years into my time at stonelands and there's a veg garden there and that's really the first time i've started growing veg on mass on scale so uh i think i'm starting to learn a few things i must say uh, uh, all my seeds have started germinating really nicely you get you you have that little brief window between sowing and when they germinate when you think nothing's happening here <laughs> Hang and, on. and you've just got empty <laughs> modules lots of compost you think when's something going to happen and then there's that moment where the psb the beetroot uh what else the celeriac uh, broad beans, peas, all just that little bit of green pokes up through the compost. It's and glorious. It's, it, it is. It's a really nice moment. You think, yep. yes, it's worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in about three weeks, I'll just be cursing it because I'll have so much veg and not enough room to grow it. But uh, <laughs> at this moment in time, it's so nice to see that new life coming up through the compost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I put a tweet out earlier this week saying that I loved my propagator and just a photograph of everything coming through. And like you say, it's just so uplifting. You, um, we've we've got some seedlings coming through um, that are already germinated, and then as you say, there's that wonderful moment where things actually emerge from the compost, and you lift the lid of the propagator, you look under there every morning, and then you think, what else has come through? What can I see? So this morning, um, my basil and my dill has popped up, and yesterday, oh. yesterday that was slumbering. It was just compost. There was not a sign of life, and then this morning, open the lid. There they are to greet me. And it's just glorious. Really, really nice. And do you nice. grow a lot of herbs for the hall? We do grow quite a few. I know that um, the owners do in particular love dill. And dill is a herb that actually I hadn't really come into contact with an awful lot before I worked at East Dollarland Hall. And I know that, as I say, the owners do love it. And they uh, obviously wanted me to grow it. And now I grow it for myself. I absolutely, the, the aroma of dill. And uh, it, it's just delicious and it's um i've got now myself a little kind of a sauce that i make out of butter and mayonnaise and then dill goes in there as well and it's delicious for fish um and basil as well there's not many herbs that get me to instantly salivate but dill and basil seriously the smell of that when i open up the propagator and i maybe brush against the leaf oh my god what does it do and to me do you grow those outside or are they both are they in pots how how do you grow them on once they're once they're ready to go? Once they are um not so as I say, I've sown them both in the propagator and I sow them as a little cluster of seeds, maybe three or four seeds per module modular cell. And then that modular cell, once it's germinated, I will then uh, for the basil I will pot it up into a larger container. Uh, say maybe a five inch pot and keep it like that just keep pinching it out all through the summer and yet that one sowing will actually keep me going all summer long uh, and then wow. the dill the dill gets planted out into um the uh sort of like the sunny side of the kitchen garden because uh, it it can get quite lax and leggy if you have it in a bit too much shade so i do grow it what we call quite hard i'll grow okay. it with not yeah. too much water quite a lot of sunshine to try and keep it nice and stocky and this year i am actually growing, growing a, a dill that's um, meant to be compact the the name of the variety escapes me at the minute but I'll, I'll have a double check and put that up on twitter for people but it's meant to be a little bit more compact anyhow so i'm looking forward to seeing how that performs 
Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, my, uh, we're nowhere near. Actually, I say that we're nowhere near to planting things out. Actually, my broad beans. Unfortunately, earlier in the year, the broad beans that I sowed in autumn were decimated by deer. Um, luckily, we haven't seen the deer again, which I'm really grateful for. But I sowed another uh, set in modules, and actually, they're now about two inches long. So they're in the cold frames at the moment, and they've been in for a week and a half. So I think they're ready to go out uh, next week. So my broad beans will be uh, put out. Uh, uh, that's the Sutton. And then I grow another one called Robin Hood, which is a, a later variety, which I'll do uh, as a second sowing. Um, and then also uh, all my sweet peas are ready to uh, to go. And uh, one of the things I learned from you, uh, I think about two years ago, is how to grow sweet peas in cordons. Yes. Now, yeah. it's a lot of work, but actually... Uh, last year we did it for the first time. I gave it over to my trainee uh, to give it a go. And I've got to say, the flowers we got off the sweet peas were amazing. Yeah. Uh, a good foot long stems, lovely, um, I think they call them flags, yes. uh, the, the petals. Yeah. Uh, and really nice for putting in a vase. So we're going to do that again this year. Yeah, lovely. No, I say, we. My, my granddad got me into growing sweet peas when I was very, very young. So I do have kind of like a very nostalgic. Um, frame of mind when I'm doing anything with sweet peas but the cordons that we grow at the hall so essentially they're grown with one single stem as opposed to lots of multiple stems and you take off the tendrils you take off the side shoots and you train them up long bamboo canes is what we use but you could use string and then because you're diverting all the energy into that one main stem like you say that's what gives you that really really long flowering stem which is then very good for exhibition purposes or just for the vase indoors mm, so, so really you, good cut flower yeah exactly so and um, it's interesting you mentioned broad beans because um i know the owners they absolutely love broad beans and i do myself they're one of my favorite favorite vegetables and i grow a lot of those as in batches so for example, like you i sowed some in the autumn um for me it was the mice that got mine so i hadn't oh, got i hadn't mice, got yes i know i swines like they've literally just nipped them all off at the ground level you think <laughs> just wait till there's some beans on there then we can all have some don't take them when they're little seedlings you stupid animals but um so the autumn ones disappeared so i sowed one called demonica which is one that's a uh, claim to crop um you sow it in the spring but it can crop uh, almost as quickly as the autumn sowing. So it, it matures really rapidly. So I'm interested to see how that performs. I've grown it before and it's it does, you know, yield very quickly. So that's one I've got in, that's, that's been planted out this week. And I've got, like you, another batch in the greenhouse that are about two inches tall. And then what I'm planning to do then, once I put those out, which will be sometime probably the end of next week, I will then also, adjacent to those, sow direct because our soil is quite sandy and free draining. It warms up really quickly. I will then sow direct another batch. So I'll have okay. three batches of board beans going on. Three think, batches. I think that's the secret with, with kitchen gardening is that you want them um, with crops that taste really nice young and fresh like peas board beans salad crops things like that do so success successions of them because then you get to pick them straight from the plant straight into into your mouth or into the kitchen and they're the, as fresh as you like the quality is perfect because they're still young and tender and um you never get a massive glut that you've got to then think oh my goodness i've got to freeze all these cauliflowers or whatever it might be it's just a, a, a just getting into the habit of sowing a, a batch of this and then wait another maybe two, three weeks, so another batch. Um, I planted some lettuces out today in the greenhouse and then also planted some in the actual propagator, which is warmer than the greenhouse. And I'm also going to plant some out under frames in the kitchen garden. So those three 
that's one sowing, all made um, late February, and those lettuces have gone in three different locations, but they'll all mature at different times. So uh, See, we do grow succession as well, mm. only on a few things. Uh, beetroot is the main one for us because uh, we like the smaller beets oh, uh, yes. for, that you yeah. can have like really nice in salads. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we thin out the smaller beets, then we'll let some of them grow onto the bigger ones, which we really like to make into very thin crisps. You can crisp them up in the oven really nicely. Delicious. Um, and this year I'm actually trialling four different varieties of beetroot mm. um, or the normal boltardi, which is the, the standard red one. Uh, and then I think our crimson king, which is uh, another red one, which will be interesting. Then I've got Candy Cane, which is one of those stripy ones. And then I think the other one's called Detroit, uh, which is a, quite a standard as yeah, well. Yeah, we so I'll them. be really interested to see how they all um, how they all grow out. And hopefully I'll find one that I really like. At the moment, Boltardi is sort of the, 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 uh, the base point. But hopefully one of the other ones might supplant that as the one I regularly grow. And then the other thing I grow in succession is spring onions, uh, the... Uh, owners really love spring onions in their salads mm. and on the side of things. So I'm growing both a, a red and uh, a white uh, spring onion. Can't remember the names off the top of my head. But um, yeah, we we grow about three or four successions of that. And I tend to have so many spring onions by then. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Do you know, one I've tried is one called Ishikura, a spring onion. Oh, have you I tried that? Might Yes, I yeah. think that does sound, uh, it definitely began with an eye. Do you know, the great thing about that variety is it's non-bulbing, so it's quite forgiving. So if you do forget, for example, to sow another batch, um, say, you know, three weeks after you've done the, the, the first one, you you can just keep on harvesting those as almost to the size of when they're like, you know, about a, a good centimetre in diameter. They just they just sit there like that and don't they don't build up. So they're quite they're quite forgiving. If you're if you're absent minded and you don't like this idea of sowing regularly just just spring onions ishikura is is absolutely fantastic okay. so oh that's interesting yeah so um obviously there's still lots more to sow um yes loads uh, to be honest i do believe a lot till april especially when it comes to the squash family yeah uh the things like french beans pumpkin sweet corn yes um so hopefully we'll have more to talk about in the veg world as uh, as these uh, weeks go by So that's today's podcast. We hope you enjoy this shortened format and the look at our lives and our gardens. Hopefully you'll tune in again soon to hear about what we're up to. We understand that for many, life has changed in ways not imagined during the start of this year. Our thoughts especially go out to all our colleagues and peers in horticulture that have been drastically affected, and we hope that life will return and, like all good plants, flower again much better than before. In the meantime, please do get out into your gardens, support your local small specialist nurseries and enjoy time out from this extraordinary shift in ordinary life. Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye! goodbye.